I knew it was true because I'm just sitting there like, oh, this is new. Okay. The closest one was in Iron Man One, when when Tony Stark was like was with the news reporter. He took her home, mm-hmm. but they didn't really do nothing. No, they were just like, they just flopped on the bed. It was just like tussling and shit. Yeah, they, they didn't really show shit. They alluded to it. Yeah, this they were. You can see that they were naked and. Icarus was on top of her and in the middle of a desert like damn this is some real intimate shit this some is some sexy is ass shit man like <laughs> niggas trying to make memories and shit like yeah, yeah memories you, that they lost you gonna remember this forever <laughs> but hey hey this your girl sneaks and you're tuned in to max say less and mike navarro on facts from the lab Max, I, I know you've seen what Marvel has lined up for Disney Plus, right? Yeah, man. A whole lot of reasons for me to be anti-social. <laughs> oh, shit, nigga. Like, yo, these... I, I just... I just... I'm just in awe. This is just great times we're living in. The, the shit that Marvel is doing right now is so fucking historic, and I'm just glad to be living through this shit. Like, what they're doing on Disney Plus with all these shows. And I love it because it's a great way to introduce characters without having to make whole movies or throwing them in movies but yet they're still part of the universe i mean but that's how i kind of felt about certain movies but i mean i guess we'll get there yeah yeah i mean but just just so so many awesome things of course like we discussed like a few days ago you know i'm looking forward to that x-men 97 bringing back the animated 90s show looking forward to moon knight there's a little teaser trailer for that and um what is the other one I'm looking forward to? Um, oh, uh, Secret Invasion. That 90s X-Men definitely bring back some memories. They got to the theme man. song. They, if they don't do the theme song, I won't be so upset. I'm pretty sure they're going to do the... Yeah, they got to have that. They got to have that shit. I'm sure it's going to happen. But anyway, this is a Marvel discussion, but not about the future shows or future movies. We are here to talk about The Eternals because this is our review on that movie this is mike navarro it's your boy max Salas. and that if you've been paying attention there's a lot of mixed reviews mixed opinions about this movie and that's that's the part real quick that i want to address first because the moment rotten tomatoes put out their score for this shit which was which it got the lowest grade any marvel movies ever gotten Damn. That put any everybody in instant panic, and worst grades in Dark World. Yeah, it's the worst in MCU history. Wow, the, the worst score, and that and that that made me skeptical right there because, like you just mentioned, worse than Dark World can't be. Something's up. So I wouldn't say it's worse than Dark World. No, no, but not only that, my own um thoughts was that when I saw the trailer and I see all these this large cast and how it looks very similar to Inhumans. It was giving me Inhumans vibes and I really wasn't feeling that show. And I was hoping it wouldn't be anything like that. It wasn't. But the Rotten Tomatoes thing, that kind of put people in panic. And I I just want to say, like, you can't keep letting these big-time film critics sway your opinions about movies. Like, you got to see the shit yourself and form your own own opinion. Because I think when people saw that, they, they just said, Okay, yeah, it's gonna suck. Then I ain't gonna see it. 
I mean, on the Marvel Facebook page, uh, when they posted the whole Eternals uh, picture, whatever, it was people that saw it, and I was just looking at the mixed reviews in the comments, and then um, when I saw it myself, you know, I could kind of see both sides. I mean, like when I saw a certain comments stuck out, and I was like, "Oh, so this was the, what they was talking about." I kind of agree here. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just a fan of just getting having my own opinion about movies because, like, I, I can't let what Rotten Tomatoes say or any other big time film critic tell me that all oh, this is trash. You shouldn't see it. Like, no, you 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 gotta see. It. Especially if you've been, I just I feel like true MCU fans they're going to see it regardless of these grades. Because you've been following it for oh, the yeah, last ten of course. years or how long this has been going, and you're not gonna, you know, just just because it's got the worst grade, you know, something one of them's gonna have the worst grade. Not everybody's gonna get the same high grade. Definitely, you, so. like you, like you said, man, you can't let people, know what I mean, think for you. You gotta go see that shit yourself. Like that's that's just like Space Jam too. Yep. A lot of people on social media were saying, oh, it was trash. It was garbage. Waste of money. Just standing and third. But it, I watched it and I enjoyed it. You know, it was, it was an average movie. Mm -hmm. It wasn't yeah. the greatest movie of all time, but, right, you know, right. it was enjoyable. And like I said, you know, this is the, the reactions is literally 50 50. It's split. Like, you got people that love it, you got people that hate it, you got people that are just confused because they're casual fans. They don't know shit about the Eternals, so they don't know how to take it. So it's it's like this. It's a it's a mixed bag of shit with this movie. You know what I'm saying? I and feel like I'm in the middle. You feel like yeah, yeah. That 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 right there with it. Even though you're not a casual, that's probably where most casuals are. They don't yeah. know how to you know cope with this. But nonetheless, it wasn't the perfect movie. But we'll break down our pros and cons about this. This movie, The Eternals. First of all, let's. I think we should do cons first because we did pros first last time. Okay, well, let's, let's break down what, who, just briefly who the Eternals are. So the Eternals, um, and I'm trying to make this as quick as, as I can because it's it's paraphrase, nigga. Yeah, because their, their <laughs> fucking origin is just it's so much to their origin. So first of all, the Eternals that you see in the movie, that's not even all of them. The, there are Eternals for every planet yeah. in, in the galaxy. So there's there's could be well up to a hundred of them, but you only get these ten. So they are created by Celestials, who are these beings that have existed since the beginning of time, and they create. And the Deviants are these monsters that are also created by Celestials. Set, and the Eternals' job is to protect these planets from Deviants. They can only interfering shit if Deviance is involved involved. So when everybody at the beginning of all this was asking why didn't they help in Infinity War, where were they? They, they, they could not do shit because their job is to only get involved when there's Deviance. There were no Deviance in Infinity War. Correct. So they couldn't do shit. So that's why they weren't there. And they explained that in the movie. But that's their purpose. And there's a whole lot of them. They were created by like I said, by the Celestials. And um like I just mentioned before we went on air, most of y'all don't know, Thanos himself is an is an eternal from the planet Titan. Mm -hmm. I don't think he I don't think he himself said that in any of the movies, but he he's one. Yeah, and, actually, him and Thea are cousins. Yeah, yeah, they mentioned Thanos a couple times in this movie, so that and that's pretty much their their basic job, and they've existed throughout centuries, years, and they've grown with the times, help help push forward earth and their in their technology and their and environment and, and all that stuff to, to get it to where it is now and 
that's pretty much what you see. You see a lot of timeline jumping in this movie, going back and forth from the beginning of time to present day. It's a, it's a lot of timeline jumping and, and a lot of moving around in this movie. So yeah. I think MCU that, tends to yeah do that. Yeah, and I, that might be one of the parts that kind of just like fuck with people. So that that's pretty much a, a brief breakdown. I could go on with that, but that, that's just brief because like we could talk all day about their origin. But yeah. So you said you wanted to start with the cons? Yeah. Cause, okay. Um, I'll let you go I think with that. I like I like flip flopping. You know, last time we did the pros first. So. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, one of my issues was the plot was a bit too convoluted for me. Um, I just feel like it was too many things that I was supposed to pay attention to in this one plot, you know, like you get, if you pay attention, you get a little bit of Shakespeare in it. And I mean, you get some mystery, you get some romance, you get some comedy and usually like marvel does that well but it felt like i was watching like two or three different movies at once which made me feel as though that i mean this should have been a series more so than a movie because with 10 with 10 you know with 10 eternals that's a lot of different personalities that you gotta try to factor in yeah and i, I understand wanting it to be a series that would make sense but given the the fact of who they are and dealing with celestials i understand also why they had to make it a movie right to to coincide with the next phase of the mcu but i mean i feel like it should have been a series because i feel like each character didn't get you know enough time so it's like yeah. once we watching one character we're like all right cool you know we're getting invested in one character and then boom they shift to another one so it's like i don't feel like they got their fair share of time like i didn't really build a connection with neither with no character because usually when i'm watching the mcu there's a few i built a connection with but go ahead when i'm watching the mcu movie i have time to like build that connection with that character to be like oh all right i feel xyz you know i connect with that character but like i don't feel like i had the time nor the chance to do that this time around yeah um yeah that makes sense about the whole you know what's the name of the series but Really, there's really only two main focal points in this movie. Telling their origin and, you know, how extensive that is, you know, through going out through the beginning of time and how they deal with all of that. And telling what the actual plot is, which is them, well, in reality, it's Cersei trying to prevent um, the, the birth of this new celestial that if the celestial was born, it destroys, destroys Earth because... Now they done developed this love for humans and being on Earth, and they want to protect it. But we're gonna get to that part in a minute because I wanted to um, actually break down all the characters before I get to my main issue. So there's um, there's Cersei who I mentioned, mm -hmm. and her, what was her powers like? Reality, uh, warping. Yeah, and she yeah. But God, she was she to me she was like a low tier Doctor Strange. Kinda. I don't even say Doctor Strange. She's, it was more she, like Scarlet Witch. Probably, yeah, yeah, because she like, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, probably more so Wanda. But um, yeah, there's there's her. Then there's there's Icarus, who's a love interest. We'll get to that part in a minute. Um, yeah, he's like the strongest one of them all. Yeah, he's like he's pretty much the closest thing to a Superman we're gonna see in Marvel, at least for now, yeah. until they do like Blue Marvel or Sentry or somebody. Yeah. Um, Kango, and. He um he's got like energy projection. I didn't really like his powers. I ain't gonna hold you. I thought it was cool, man. I mean, it, I thought, it just I seemed in comparison to everybody else. 
That was dope, man. Shooting shit. Um, then there, there is um Sprite, who was the young one, the teenage girl. Um, kind of remind me of Tinkerbell. I was getting Tinkerbell vibes. You know what? <laughs> yeah, that that she does. Like, I didn't think about that. <laughs> like, that's funny. And plus, her power was kind of like related a bit to Tinkerbell. So the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, oh, Tinkerbell. <laughs> There's Fastos, who was like the like the inventor. He was the one making all of the machinery and the tech and all that stuff. Then there's Makari, the speedster. That was my favorite. She was my favorite. She was my favorite, I think too. she was a favorite of a lot of people. Yeah. That's all everybody was talking about was her. Druid. I like Druid, too. Yeah, he was a mind controller. Gigglemash. Gigglemash. That Gigglemash. Gigglemash. <laughs> Gigglemash. I get, he was the um, guy with the strength. He, he was the strong one. And who else we got? Uh, Ajak. Oh, yeah, Ajak. That was uh, Salma Hyatt. Ajak, who had healing powers. And then there's Thena, who, of course... Could make weapons yeah, out of energy and shit. That will, yeah. That shit was a dope power, actually. Like, yeah. imagine just swinging your arm and a sword come out that bitch. Like, yeah, yeah. You like you ain't gotta carry shit around. You feel me? You can just go ksheng. Shit is tough. Yeah, and, and you mentioned how it's difficult to like handle such a huge, such a huge team, like ten people mm. and these ten actors and actresses. Like, you got Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie. These are like top tier. Actresses like this is like a, a lot of personalities to try to squeeze in. That's what I'm team. saying, man. And, like, and the, two hours and thirty seven minutes. The, the original Avengers is only six people. Yeah, from the first movie. But we got individual intros though. We got time yeah. to build and connect with these people. Right, and this one we're just getting ten motherfuckers thrown straight to us. Yeah, man, they just <laughs> threw this shit. Was like, all right, guys, here you go. Especially like I said about it, it really fucks up casuals because they don't know who the fuck they are. It's like it's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy all over again before people knew who they were, and yeah. and they had to. Although it's a smaller team, they had to, you know, figure be introduced to them the same way they have to be introduced to these people. But you know, we're going to get a sequel to this, so there'll be more time, you know, get more in depth with these characters and everything. Yeah. But um, no. Before we go any further, we gotta address the obvious elephant in the room with this movie. Oh, the part Boosie probably walked out at. Yeah. <laughs> You saw my post on Facebook. Hey, um, <laughs> the crazy thing is, I thought that too, and I was gonna type it, but I saw that you already said it, so I was like, nah. Um, so I don't know if you know, but the, this movie is banned in a couple countries. Yeah. And it's for the obvious reason. Okay, so well, if you're a fan of Angelina Jolie, you should know because she uh had a few things to say about yeah, this. Yeah, she she was she was very outspoken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so if you if you're not aware. So in the movie, we find out the hard way that that, that Fastos, who's played by uh, Brian Tyree Henry, he's a good actor, um, his character is gay. And we find out this when there's there's a scene where uh, I think Icarus and Cersei, they're going back recruiting everybody, getting everybody back together. Yeah. And they find Fastos. He has a family now. He's got a son. And there's this guy now. For me, anyway, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, I'm like, who, who the hell is he? Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was thinking, like, but I didn't. It didn't first cross my mind that that's his husband or anything. I'm just thinking it's just some guy that I don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. So, as they, you know, go in the living room and Icarus and Cersei tells him about what's what's about to happen and all this stuff. Fastos has to tell his son that he's leaving, and then we find out that the guy is his husband because they kiss. Yeah. And now that was one hell of a way to find out. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was just out of nowhere, but. I'm not 
bothered by it, by him kissing him. I, I don't. Uh, eventually, Marvel was going to do this. It, eventually, because they want to put more inclusion. Like they already said that um, Valkyrie is lesbian. Yeah. So I mean, we you knew at some point we were going to get a gay superhero, but I mean, it's a lot of gay, you know, and bad heroes in Marvel. You know, I mean, one of them is an Omega level mutant. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. I, I mean, and, and it's like, for this to be banned in other countries because of this shit. And not only that, in, uh, I believe, I think China, the, the director, wait a minute, I just saw her name. Uh, Chloe Zhao. Okay, she's the director, and she, she's, I think, China. I think she's from China. And I read some something where she had said something about the, the Chinese. The, the way of living there that the Chinese government didn't take too well and that's why the movie's banned there not because of the gay scene so oh, it's wow. because so it's pretty much to get back at her but in the other countries it's banned because of that scene that I think that's just that's, that's really fucked up I mean granted I wouldn't say that I was bothered by the kiss but it it could they could have been they could have did it without the kiss they could have still showed that he was gay yeah without Either that or prepared us for that scene a little better. Like, he could have just said, this is my husband. Yeah, because you know, when yeah. that kiss happened, nobody was expecting that. Yeah, it, it just, like... That shit was just, like, bam! Like... Kiss! Yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, like I said, I didn't mind it, but... It, that scene could have went without it. Like, they, we definitely could have found out another way. But it, it's cool. It is what it is. I just think it's really fucked up that there's people in certain countries that are not going to be able to see it because... Their governments feel a certain way unless I mean, they watch it illegally or they get disney plus yeah, yeah or they yeah which by the way shang is streaming on disney plus right now yeah i was watching a bit of that earlier but th now there's another and staying within that whole controversy thing there's another scene in this movie that wasn't as controversial but it's another historic Mark for Marvel Studios. There's a lot of firsts with this movie when it comes to, M to the MCU. What is you? Which scene are you about to talk about? The sex scene with Icarus. Oh, and Cersei. yeah. So it really did not hit me that this was Marvel's first true sex scene. Yeah. When they said that, I had to just go on like a quick like memory lap about all the movies like when i know somebody else fucked the mc nope. <laughs> i had to think about it that's and why i knew it was true because i'm just sitting there like oh this is new okay the closest one was in iron man one when when tony stark was like was with the news reporter he took her home mm -hmm. but they didn't really do nothing though they were just like they just flopped on the bed it was just like tussling and shit yeah, they, they didn't really show shit they alluded to it yeah this they were you can see that they were naked and Icarus was on top of her and in the middle of a desert like damn this is some real intimate shit this some is sexy ass shit man like <laughs> niggas trying to make memories and shit like yeah, yeah memories that they lost you gonna remember this forever <laughs> but that shit was crazy um it just made me really think like damn like they really was going out the way to do something different with the MCU formula I mean it didn't yeah. fail you know it just takes some getting used to and I, I think it adds to the I saw somebody else say this. It, it adds to like this, this, like this. It felt like there was a dark mystique about this movie. Mm -hmm. it felt it didn't. It didn't feel. It had a more mature tone yeah, it was, to it. Yeah, it didn't feel all. It, I mean, it was lighthearted. There was comedy, your usual MCU comedy and, and jokes and whatnot. But it felt. You know what this felt like? This is the perfect way to describe it. 
this felt like a MCU movie by Zack Snyder. That, that's what this, this felt like a Zack Snyder MCU movie. It had that kind of tone. We can see that. I, I, it felt like that. And, you know, that scene, the, the sex scene, and then, of course, the, the Fasto scene with his husband. Like, this is shit we've never seen in the MCU. And exactly. I, it, it, that's what I was. That's why I was saying it was a little convoluted because they were trying to do a whole lot of first in one movie, and I'm like, "All right, we get it. You're trying to show that this is different than a lot of MCU movies, but goddamn." And about and going back to the um the fast scene, what Chloe Zhao said in the interview actually was that kiss actually was not scripted. They, oh, they just did it and kept it. Oh. And they talk, and what and what happened was, and they actually, and she actually asked this about the sex scene too with, with Icarus and Cersei. She went to Disney, and asked him about both these scenes, and they approved them both. Oh wow! I think the sex scene was scripted, but the kiss was not. That just happened. So she, she Willikers. So yeah, man, Chloe, Chloe's out. She 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 had some balls <laughs> for this because because man, I gotta do some googling real quick. I got yeah. questions. Yeah, because I mean. When I, when, I, when I read that, looked that up, I said, man, like, and Disney approved it? I mean, I don't know. I, I think Disney is starting to understand that Marvel's trying to get more mature with these characters, especially with these shows that are coming out. Like, they're about to start introducing more mature superheroes that aren't really, like, kid-friendly, air quotes. Mm -hmm. So they got to, they, in some kind of way, got to find a more mature path. Because, you know, you got, you got Blade coming soon. You know, but they they talking about moving to punish and now the MCU. So you, these these darker, more adult characters, you gotta figure out a way to bring them in, and th this is it. And I think maybe Eternals is the first step to that. It, it, it seems like so. Yeah. So um, all right. So back to the character. So you so wait, you really didn't have a favorite character? Um, nobody you connected with. Uh, I mean, Makari was cool. I liked her. Cause she did a lot without saying nothing. Like she, I don't know. She had a very big impact, but I didn't really connect with anybody, bro. I was just like, you know, it's a cool movie, but I didn't walk away with no connections. Um, so Macari was definitely my favorite. I want to go ahead and stamp myself as the president of the Macari fan club. Well, I thought we were taking it close. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think, so, okay, besides a few cheesy lines and some questionable CGI. Oh, there's a lot of biggest, questionable CGI, my brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, the one the one scene that had the best CGI, I think there was a scene, the scene where Icarus is fighting one of the deviants, and, like, the deviant keeps driving his head into the dirt, and every time he lifts mm -hmm. up, he's, he's shooting the lasers. Yeah. That was done good. Yeah. I like how they did that. Yeah, that was cool. And, but it was just some scenes where it's like, okay, that's obvious. Yeah, like that, when they was obvious. fighting on the beach, and um, it was just some shit. That I was just looking like, yo, y'all could have edited this a little bit better and made it a little smoother. Like um, some of Macari run scenes was just a little, you know, rough to me, and I'm just like, <sighs> okay, I, and I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hold you. We done seen the Flash in movies. We done seen Quicksilver, two different Quicksilvers in movies. They did Quicksilver well with the speeds. I think this CGI. is the best use of speed powers I've ever seen in a movie. Mm. And it, and what proved it to me was her fight scene with Icarus. I mean, if the CGI was better, I agree. I, I loved it. I loved how she how she just kept attacking him and how she had him pinned against the wall. Just kept, you know, just 
running running him into the wall, and it was really nothing he could do. I just thought her the way she used her powers was to me better than everybody. That's why I, I kind of liked her the most. But if we're talking connection, like on a more of a like a more serious, mm. more mental note, probably between Fastos and Gilgamesh for me, because I like how loyal Gilgamesh was to Athena and how he offered to protect her. Like their relationship oh, yeah. wasn't romantic; it was more like. He went out his way for sure. Yeah, he 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 wanted to look after her because he knew people. The rest of them were afraid of her, and because she kept her memories or whatever was plaguing her, and he knew the rest of the team was afraid. So he said, "No, I'll take her on my way. I can protect her." And I, I just thought that I just thought that was a cool move by him. Plus, he was funny. He was yeah, cool. yeah. That was a big step up, you know, to Roger up and be like, "Hey, I'll take responsibility for another grown ass individual." That's <laughs> that's commendable, you know. Yeah, I mean, she couldn't control what was happening to her, so somebody had to, had to step up. And then with Fastos, which I gotta say, yo, somebody compared to said he he was like Donatello. I thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't, never mind. Yeah, yeah, I already know what you're about to say. What? <laughs> I know. No, I ain't say shit, yo. I just said, all right, you know. But no, um, but I kind of felt for him in that scene where they go back in time to when the Hiroshima bombing happened. And how he was so upset with himself because he felt like everything he was making that humans were using it to kill each other, and he felt like he failed. I mean, it's not his fault that humans are evil. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I think that was like it was just, just the point where some of them just felt like felt so awful that they couldn't stop humans. Like Druid, you saw Druid wanted to do it. He wanted to. He said, "If I could right now, I'll stop them from going to war." Yeah, he was and, really emotionally driven. Like I think yeah. he had the most. Um, real estate and emotions when it came to humans because uh yeah. it was quite a few times he was willing to go up against icarus you know mm -hmm. and icarus is the strongest one so anytime you're willing to go up a nigga that's super strong for your beliefs that's some pretty solid beliefs you yeah. know because yeah. it was like it was multiple times he was like damn man like i really can't do something but yeah and i kind of questioned Icarus. that's why when when that twist came about everything being happened because of him i i wasn't i was surprised but not surprised something about him was was rubbing me the wrong way he was too clean cut in the yeah, beginning. like he was i didn't trust him like, i knew something was up because he was too he was too clean man you know? yeah and, and it's like he was too perfect so like what are you hiding like when usually when somebody try that hard to yeah. be that perfect they're usually hiding something so i was just sitting there watching i was like all right when is the when is the twist gonna happen because yeah, it's definitely like, coming it's coming like you felt like somebody within the team yeah is dirty yeah so you either like who is it but and i just felt like something about him just was not right and i also knew it was icarus because everybody else was a bit more transparent you know, you could kind of see them for who they are. Like, once you watch the bit of their scenes and their interactions with each other, you can kind of see a bit of, you know, who they are. And it's like Icarus just came off a bit standoffish. Like, he wasn't, he he didn't let loose like the other ones. Like, he mm -hmm. was upholding this image. And I was just like, all right, so it's definitely him. So we need to figure out when is this going to happen. Like, you... What, what did it for me is the fact that this man just shows up. First of all, he, he claims he loves Cer Cersei so much, but they ain't been with each other in hundreds, thousands of years, whatever, and all of a sudden he shows up out of nowhere when an earthquake happens and she's supposed to just love you again and you're supposed to, like, I don't know, just shit he was doing just, just, didn't, just didn't feel right. And as I kept reading more comments on 
like random posts, a lot of people thought Druid was the one that was dirty because which I kind of understand. I understand it. He had that kind of look. He looked like somebody that might be skeptical. He looked. He had a villainous look to him. But he had that. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it attitude though. So yeah. I didn't really feel like it was him. Like he was. Like I said, he was out there the whole time. Mm -hmm. He was transparent. Like, he said what he felt, and that's why I didn't think it was him. Yeah, he was the one that put it together, that it was Icarus. Yeah. And But, I, like I said, I just understand people thinking that because you look at his powers, mind control. Like, nine times out of ten, a nigga with mind control probably up to some shit. Yeah. You would think. But, but like I said, man, he would have been did it, bro. He yeah. would have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that the Icarus thing, I, I really was, was not shocked by it. Why do we got to keep killing women in MCU by throwing them off a cliff? Because that's the best <laughs> thing to do, bro. <laughs> like, we, like, the Ajax Nine, which, by the way, Ajax will be coming back because Selma Hayek signed on for four movies. Wow. So, somehow, some way, she's going to come back. But MCU forever, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that just tripped me out. That, that, that Her death scene kind of bothered me because that was like a real punk-ass way to kill her. Yeah, she yeah. really she really cared about them, too. Yeah, is it, yeah you know you know what somebody said? The, the best way to describe it, she was like a mother to them. Yeah. That's how she treated them. Yeah. And, like, she didn't do a lot of fighting or a lot of... She, she just kept things in order, kept them... Kept their heads level. Just do things you... A mother would do with her kids. And he did all, He did that to her. That's wild. I, all because of his loyalty to Aramish, who was the celestial that they answered to. Yeah, because he wanted... To keep going with the um the mission of helping the celestial be born through Earth, but like like we said, the, the rest of the Eternals, specifically Cersei, had developed this new love for humans, and they didn't want this to happen. So that's why they they had to go in there. That's the scene that that might be the biggest thing about this movie. I didn't like. I just didn't like the whole execution of stopping it. Like I felt like everybody was first. They all against each other and I Icarus and, and, and Sprite jumps on Icarus' side. She stabbed, stabbed Cersei, which I think was bullshit. I really didn't like Sprite. I'm going to keep it honest with you. Convoluted, like I said. Yeah, I did, I did not like Sprite. It was too much back and forth between the plot, bro. Like, it yeah. was like, what do you, all right, what do y'all want to do here, man? Like, where are y'all going with this? And, you know. <clears throat> they try to make you think the Deviants are the real bad guys and, and they're not. The Deviants are just pawns. You know, yeah. they're they not, they not part of the, the, the real, you know, issue at hand they're just getting them out of the way to handle this but the whole execution of that climax scene i just i don't know that just didn't didn't move me one it didn't leave you on your edge edge of the edge of your seat like most like most of the time marvel does correctly like this one was just uh, i yeah. don't know i feel like they could have there could have been other ways to do that i mean i get the whole idea of letting it be in cersei's hands because ajak picked her to lead the team and all that i get it but I don't know. Yeah. Man, that was Instead of mystery, I just felt like annoyance because I was like, all right, bro. Like, <laughs> y'all trying way too hard to be mysterious, bro. Like, it's a way to do mysterious, but mm -hmm. they was trying way too hard with that. Yeah. And like I said, the whole thing was Sprite. I, I just, I was not, I did not like Sprite. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm glad they turned her human. That's dang, I worry about her no more because she was just like, okay, so I get her feeling a way that she keeps she's she's in a teenage body but has an adult mind so she can't really do adult things and she kind of probably had a thing for Icarus or whatever but she can't do any of that and I guess she was all 
you know, messed up about it, but still, just some little, little how she acted a lot in this movie. She was disgruntled. I was just really pissed off by her statement. Seriously, that was some bullshit. She was and disgruntled, I, bro. Like, yeah. if you pay attention throughout the whole movie, bro, her body language, like how she like talks to others, just scream disgruntledness. Like, she, I guess I can. Well, she wanted out. Yeah, like, I guess you 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 could kind of say jealousy, bro, because you know she looking at everybody else like, damn, y'all adults and shit, and. I look like a kid. Yeah, man. yeah, but it's, I just that that whole stabbing scene just fucked me up. And then they tried to glide over it like it didn't happen. They all cool at the end. Like what, bro? No, it's something like that. Like it, you stabbed me and you claim to be my friend. And, and, and no, we're not making up. No, that there's beef now. Man. Fuck, fuck all that. I I, I I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. Okay, so um, so Kengo was probably definitely the the, the comic relief. By far, him and his... What was this boy's name, the photographer? Um... Oh, man, I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up. Give me a minute. I gotta look it up. Uh, but while he look it up, I'm gonna get some water. I'm a little parched. Is it, is it Karun or Karun? It's something with a K. But... It's, I feel like it's... Karun? Karun or something like that. But anyway, both of them were funny as shit. I, I, I really did enjoy Especially Karun is his... his um photographer taking all the pictures and stuff somebody had a good idea there should be like a not a series but maybe like a um like a little video montage or something showing everything that he recorded that'd be cool yeah that'd be fun that'd be fun to see but like i said i like king kingo as like his personality because he was funny like he kept you know when things were getting serious he was there as the comedy relief i just didn't wasn't really feeling his powers like that until that one scene where he where he killed the uh the deviant with that big energy blast, that big cosmic energy blast. But other than that, man, just, fuck what you talking about. That shit was dope. <laughs> bro, I w that's dope, bro. I, I mean, I, mean like, I guess it depends on how you look at it. I grew up on Dragon Ball Z, so I fuss with energy projection. Bro. No, that's that shit would have been. So that's what it reminded you of, Dragon Ball. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like um, if you were a huge fan of anime and you like uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, like. Uh, Yusuke got this attack called the spirit gun mm -hmm. or whatever so it kind of reminded me of that oh, yeah. I, I just think it's, it's, it's not a, a weak power in general because it's, it's cosmic energy it's yeah. the same thing that gave Captain Marvel her powers and everything else niggas up. but it, I'm just comparing it to everybody else like if, if I had to choose one of their powers to have he'd probably be the last one I picked probably mm -hmm. if I had to list it but no, I liked some of the stuff he was talking about, though. Like, when they went to go find him and he was on set shooting at that, um, that Bollywood film that he was doing. Mm -hmm. And he was telling him, and he remember he was showing his pictures of his grandfather's air quotes throughout the years, and it's really just him. Oh, yeah, because... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had to say that, you know, because the humans might have got wise or he didn't, yeah. you know? But, like, bro, how you in all these movies throughout all these years? But he was dropping some Easter eggs because he mentioned vampires, okay? And then he mentioned Thor, Remember there was a part where he said he knew Thor when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah. he wanted to answer his calls yeah. or something. <laughs> like, like, just a lot Bro, of are we still doing negatives? Because now I want to talk about some things. Go ahead, throw it out there. What is Yo, it? Did you see Captain America's old shield? Yeah, the old World the War II shield. Yeah. I'm like, hey, yo. Yeah, there was some Easter eggs. Yeah. Bro, that shit was crazy. I'm like, hold up. I is mean, that Cap's old shield? I mean, they did mention him by, by name. So... Speaking of mentioning my name, did you see that there were two DC comic references? Oh yeah, mentioning Superman and shit. They mentioned Batman too. Gilgamesh mentioned 
Alfred mm-hmm. from Batman, and then and then Fastos' son calling Icarus Superman. That shit was funny. Uh, man, man, I'm telling you, Chloe Zhao took some gambles in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> she mentioned the DC comic characters. Like, jeez. Man, I ain't gonna lie. It was kind of funny when they was talking about uh, who could be the next leader of the Avengers. Like, that kind of tickled me a yeah. bit. I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, nah, yeah, y'all, nah, this. Nope, that's why y'all have that job and they got this job. Y'all, y'all, Facts. y'all can't, y'all can't intimate, intermix. That, that's, that's just, that ain't gonna work, right? Hey, but shout out to, um, I just want to say shout out to, uh, Lauren Ridloff for playing, uh, MCU's first deaf superhero. That was, that's monumental. Awesome. And you want, and you want to know what's crazy about that? You can look this up too while you, while you on the phone. Since that movie, people have been Googling and YouTube and this become like one of the top searches on how to do sign language. People wanting to know how to do it now. I bet, because she was really getting busy in the movie, bro. And I'm looking, I'm like, um, because I didn't know she was deaf until I looked it up. Yeah, she's deaf in real life. And I'm like, oh, like, this is, this was big. That's why it looked so fluid. Like, she knew she was doing with the sign language. I I was thinking, like, I didn't know she was deaf in real life before the movie. But as I was watching, I was thinking, why is she really deaf? Because this is, she's doing this well. Yeah, I was wondering, too. So I Googled it after the movie, but. That's that's really big, you know. Like you giving a lot of kids hope. Yeah, and that and that's again that's Eternals coming with all these firsts. Like this this is this so much. This, despite how anybody feels about this movie, this movie just opened the doors for so much shit now that we can get from superheroes as far as diversity. Like, and I, I think and when you, again when you got a team with this many people, there's going to be a lot of diversity and different types of like ethnicities and and and, and um, orientations and all this type of shit so like I said just another kudos to, to Chloe Zhao for putting all that together and getting this you know ha- having the guts to do some of this stuff and by the way Makari is actually a, a man in the comics so is Ajax so but again that's that's them wanting to be diverse having five women five men yeah. you know make it even Marvel tends to do that yeah, yeah, gender flipping. Yeah, but I also like the um, I like the kid Har- uh, Harrington as Black oh, Knight. D- Dane Whitman. Now, yeah. I wanted to wait to get to that to the the whole Black Knight thing because that was the. Oh no! I was saying I like them like pre Black Knight, like oh, before yeah. we knew he was Black. Like I like them as a character. Yeah, because everybody knows him as Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Yeah. So that that that's his. That's what his number one thing is. So now him coming to the MCU, like, man, you hype. And now he's playing in the MCU a character that's very similar to, to Jon Snow. I guess that's probably why they went after him, because he's going to know what to do with the sword and everything. But, no, he was he was good in this. I, I did enjoy him, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. He was very loyal to his boo in the movie. He very committed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that, and, that's, and that's another thing that I didn't like about Icarus. He came and fucked all that up. Yeah, daddy ain't going on it. It's like, you know, they, they can't do shit because he, he could have let these people be happy, man. Yeah, man. I, boy, Icarus is, is wild, man. But I don't know. Something tells me now when he flew into the sun at the end of it, I guess to give off the fact that he just killed himself because he felt guilty about everything he did. Mm-hmm. There's no confirmation that he's really dead. Right. So we, we don't know if he's. The scene just changed. Yeah. So there's a chance he may come back because they didn't confirm his death. And another thing, um, 
at the end when they all go their separate ways and you see in the uh the uh, the end credit scene or oh, was that the end credit scene no that was the end of the movie there it was three of them that our mesh brought brought to him i think it was cersei it was fastos and it might have been kingo i thought it was Thea. No, Thena, Thena, they were still on the ship. Oh. Thena, Druig, and Makari were still on the ship. And that's when they was, and this is the end credit scene we talked about now. That's when um, Star Fox showed up. Oh, with, yeah. With, um, with, uh, what is his name? The damn the troll. Little, yeah. I can't, can't forget. I can't remember his name. Shit. Drunk ass troll. Yeah. But Star Fox or Eros, the brother of Thanos, shows up in the, in the end credit scene to greet three of the um, Eternals and tells them, listen. I know whatever mess is doing with you, with the rest of your friends, they about to be in some serious trouble, but we can find them. I can find them. And now that's about to really get crazy because there's a theory that they might be, he, um, Aramis might be taking them in front of a court, a court that may consist of the living tribunal and the one above all. That's the, that's the, they call it Sheesh. something. They got a name I forgot, but they're like the judges. And that might be where they're going. That shit about to get crazy. Yeah, all these powerful galactic beings you get ready to see now. We could end up seeing Galactus now. We're going to end up seeing Silver Surfer. All these, all these beings like that. And that kind of makes sense. And it also makes sense that when you go back to Infinity War, what Thanos was doing, it in the grand scheme of things, Thanos was probably trying to delay the emergence of that Celestial. Oh, when he uh, when did he, the snap? Yeah. So he had a whole side mission opposed to getting all the stones. And it might make sense. He is a, a eternal, so he got the same. I fucked up eternal. Yeah, yeah. Same missions as the other ones, but he had another mission with getting all the stones and then doing that. So that's why a lot of things Daniel said, you got to feel like he was right on some of the things he said. Cause well, I was cool with the whole, you know, eliminating 50% of the population. Yeah, because when, when that happened, that slowed down the, the, the emergence. And I think that's when all this starts. And then the, the um, Eternals come and then they help move life. The, keep moving life forward, I should say. Forward. It was also good for traffic and Walmart lines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you keep going with that. I'm not, though, because this episode is going to get real dark. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah, that, that's. um. How about what, the after credit after the after credit, bro? Like, Yes, let's talk about that. So, the Ebony Blade. <laughs> yeah, the Ebony Blade is the blade that belongs to the Black Knight, who Dane Whitman is, played by Kit Harrington. So, the Black Knight is a descendant of. Uh, King Arthur. So now we're getting into medieval talk. There are medieval characters in Marvel, and A this is of one them. of them. And in that scene, well, actually, if you go before that scene, at the end of the movie, Dane is getting ready to tell Cersei who he really is. Yeah, like he's. Like, I'm surprised she didn't know though. How how would she know? I mean, because they kind of been around since like forever, so you know. Well, yeah, I mean, she, I'm sure she knows about King Arthur and, and his That's his, what I'm saying. So she wouldn't, she wouldn't have no knowledge of his lineage. Like, I don't know how she Because Festos, she... you know, is into that stuff. So mm, I, you don't I, think I, it would have never know. came up in conversation? I don't know. Because cause it seemed like, it doesn't seem like Cersei would be the person to, to, to know that. It would probably be one of the other ones. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. But anyway. He's 
at the end of the movie, he's about to tell her that my family history is kind of crazy. But then that's when Iron Man shows up and comes and scoops her ass up, takes her away. He couldn't tell her. So in the end credit scene, he has the ebony blade. He opens the box. And right before he touches, you'll see this. I don't know what this is on the blade, but something starts moving and it starts drawing to his hand. And that's it's like some magic it like, or something. Yeah, it looked like some text, some sort of weird ass text. It kind of looked like a symbiote. <laughs> like from Venom symbiote. It looked like it was moving on the blade. But then the... the so um, pull up the image. Oh, you, okay. But then, right before he does it, he hears this voice that says, Are you sure you want to do that, Mr. Whitman? I swear to you, I thought it was the Watcher. It sounds like the Watcher. If you've been watching the What If shows on Disney Plus, you know how he sounds. That sounded like the Watcher, but it has been confirmed by Closeout herself. That voice is Blade. Blade. It is Blade. That's and it. now I'm geeking because I vividly remember a comic book that features Blade and Black Knight on a team going after Dracula. So you think a team up is coming? Which makes sense because Dracula, medieval times, Blade, that's be a reason for them to team up. So you think? <laughs> so you think Dracula is about to appear soon? I believe so. There's no other reason Blade would be coming to him, but for that. I mean, but like vampires was only mentioned like what twice in the MCU. Who was the first time? Because I know it was mentioned in this movie. I'm trying to think. I was pretty much lowballing, but. So yeah, it probably was mentioned twice. I just can't think of the other time. Yeah, so it's like it'll kind of be like left field, like out of nowhere, unless we get a movie that's solely around. Wait, what about what about Doctor Um Doctor uh, Doctor Strange? That movie. What about it? You saying like, that could introduce some sort of? Because like now vampires. anything, yeah. Because now anything is possible with vampires multi. might already exist. Because why did Kingo mention that? He said the dude thought he was a vampire and tried to stake him. Yeah. I, I mean, I, they might be already around. Like, think about it, vampire shapeshift. Yeah. So, so especially Dracula, who's the most powerful one. So. But I was just saying it may happen in a Doctor Strange movie because like so much wild shit yeah. could be happening by the time we it get could. to that. You know, after we get. When is the second series of Loki happening? Mm, I don't know. They, I mean, they, season. They, yeah, that did get a season two. I don't know. They haven't announced that. But, yeah. But, yeah, that that's really fucking interesting that that was Mahershala Ali. And I'm, I, now I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what this Blade movie, because it makes me believe they're not going down the, the same way. And I don't mean to go off topic from Eternals, but it, it kind of makes me think they're not going down the same path that the Wesley Snipes movies went down with the Blade movies. They're going to make him. I mean, that shit was hardcore, though. Yeah, they're not going to have him like being in the inner city and and all this and just slant, slashing vampires up. Like he might be a, a different kind of um person in the MCU, which which would be interesting to see. But shit, I ain't gonna lie, that was a great ass movie, man. Yeah. What what the Blades? Blades yeah, yeah, they, they were all of them were good. Yeah, but, but uh, back back to this, yeah, the, that in credit scene that just. There's so many possibilities now. We already know this, there's going to be a sequel, and we want to know, you know, where Star Fox is going to take them. Where did the other Eternals go? You know, are they going to check up on Sprite and how she's doing as a human now? And when is when or if Icarus comes back? When is Ajax coming back? Because that's pretty much confirmed. What if she? What if they do check on Sprite and she changes her mind and she want to be an Eternal again? Like. I, I, Doubt it, cause uh, I'm just saying, bro. Like you know, 
sometimes you regret a, you regret a wish and it's not within it's not out of the realm of possibility it's not it's not but i, I don't know I don't know. I mean, they do got the power to change it back, but we'll see how that goes. His name is Karum, actually. I just found his name. Mm. Okay. But, um, yeah, man, this this movie, overall, like, it was just really, I knew this movie was going to be hard to do. I knew it was. I could see it from the trailers. I could see it from, from everything I've read. It was just, like I said, too many people, too many personalities, and a plot, and a massive plot. Like, and not to mention, you have to tell the origins of 10 individuals who we find out in the movie, they find out who they truly are, what they were really meant for, that they were just pretty much robot pawns. Oh, that's why I said, that's why I said it wasn't a bad movie. You know, I feel like it did what it had to do. Like, it does, I mean, it did the best it could. Yeah. With, with the, given the origin of the Eternals. But I feel like it fulfilled this role in the MCU, like the role that it was supposed to play. I think it did that well, you know. Despite yeah. of how I feel about all the shit that was going on within the plot, but yeah, the plot I don't just, hate I don't hate it, but I don't love it. It's yeah. you know the plot. The plot is just like I said, it's just a huge, huge plot. There's you got to be able to tell the plot of what they're doing on Earth in present day, along with telling the origins and along with having to introduce these ten people. It's it's, it's a lot. It's it's so much, and but it it gives me hope for the sequel because now. We got that introduction part out the way. They can just relax on the sequel now, and then just go, just throw them out there and give us a much better plot or much more, you know, less confusing plot. Yeah, they don't have to super stuff the next movie. Yeah, yeah, because now we got an idea who they are now. So now it's it's like it's everything everything to go. You know what I'm saying? So I, that's really the biggest issue with this movie, which, like I said, I kind of knew. And, you know, there's really, like I said, Chloe's out did a phenomenal job with what she was given and, uh, and the handling of all of this, all these characters that, you know, I think people, over time, people are going to grow to like, you know, and I can see some of these characters getting their own spinoffs, getting their own series, especially all, all the love Macari's getting and this shit keeps up. They, they don't get to get that girl's show. Man. Because that's the only one that people talk about is her, rightfully so. Yeah. Disney going crazy with these series, boy. Yeah, so, yeah, man. So, that, definitely. But yeah, that's that's really the only main issues I had with it was everything we just touched on. But as far as, as far as the positives, there was chemistry, it, despite being so many of them. Yeah. I mean, it, it felt like you know. It was good chemistry. The feed, the feeding off each other, even though the person, everybody's personality is so so different, but. You worry about that sometimes as a director, like how are we gonna get all these these big name actors and actresses to coexist like this, playing such these tough roles. And I mean, MC usually does fine with that, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, but a lot, but a lot of people, these people are new to this. Like we, oh, Angelina Jolie, she's done movies in this genre before, so this this ain't new to her. But you've never seen Salma Hayek in a superhero movie. You've never seen uh, who's the actor's name that plays Kendall. Kamel Kamel Nanjiani, I I've seen him in other movies. He's normally doing comedies, but you've never seen never seen him doing nothing like this. Yeah. So it, it's just it's different shit, and you know I, I'm for what it was, it was done good. It's just that it was just it's just so much to pack into a movie that it just it, it just overwhelmed. That's probably the best 
way to, to describe it. It was overwhelming. It's, it was a lot. Which, if people say that, I can understand it. But as far as it being straight up trash, worst MCU movie ever, no. Yeah, Absolutely nah. not. Not even, not even close. This might, they don't even think this is the worst comic book movie in the last five years overall. It's, it's not. Nah. Like, it's definitely not. Especially if you know and read the comics and you know about these characters, like, you don't even know what you're getting into. So. It sounds like we get into the part where we rate this bitch. Yeah. So, with that said, I'll let you get your first rating, sir. Uh, it's a strong seven. I give it a strong seven. Damn, that was my rating, too. I give it a seven. Damn. Damn, on the same page. I, I, I almost... I almost went with seven point five. I said, "Nah, nah, that might be too high." But I'm giving it. I'm giving it a seven. I do believe that this this movie did the job it was supposed to, and to to y'all pretty much that's listening, just go see it. If you've been following the MCU, you, there's, you, I know you're not not going to see it, but if you've been following it, you know, might as well check it, it out. Yeah, just go see it. I mean, unless you don't want to. You know, spend the money or whatever you want to do. It hits Disney Plus, whatever. But Bro. It, if you're following the MCU, you pretty much have to see it so you know what the fuck is going on. You don't want to miss shit. Disney, if you ever hear this, man, you, y'all should cut us a check because we really be out here, you know, making y'all look good. Plugging the fuck out of Disney Plus. <laughs> like, we really be looking out for y'all, man. We just cut us a check, bro. I don't even want much, bro. Like, you know, little portion. Yeah. Y'all, I mean, y'all, y'all got trillions. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Two millions. But I even take, I even take a half mil, bro. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But de- definitely, man. Just formulate your own opinion. Go see it. You know, and and if you have seen it, you know, let us know what your favorite part of is, or what you didn't like about it, or you know, yeah, talk to us. Yeah, definitely, definitely hit us back. Let us know, but don't worry, cause we'll be right back with this because Spider Man is next month. Yeah, and that might be a longer review than this. I don't know how far we are on this one, but that one's going to be extensive. There's going to be a lot to talk about because so much shit from that movie is getting leaked as far as pictures and and who's in it and everything. But that's for then. But now, Eternals gets a seven out of ten from us, from both of us. That's the official Faction Lab grade for that movie. Yes, sir. Go and see it. Yeah, man. Follow the MCU like you've been doing. Yeah, go on a date, you know, take your special guy or girl or whatever pronouns y'all using, you know, take your special person. Yeah. And go enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Y'all say that for this movie specifically. A lot of barriers being broken. Niggas wild, bro. So, (laughs) so, So, with that said, we out of here. We are done. Like I said, Shang-Chi is on Disney+. Plus. I'm about to go watch that after the football game, of course, because it's Sunday, and my, my team's playing right now, and I haven't been watching it because we recording. Yeah. But, you know, that, that had to schedule for Sunday. You know, things happen, but yeah. it is what it is. That's it. Eternals review. We are out of here. This your boy, Mike Navarro. It's your man, Max. Say less. Peace. We out.